It's time for season two, two, two. <laughs> season 222. Oh, Is that man. what you asked for the drum roll, bro? What did you think it was for? And it's time again for season two. I had so much, so much better intro than you. Did you? Yeah. Come on, baby. Are you guys looking for change? Yeah. Because I know you've been listening to the same podcast during this time that we haven't been recording. And guess what? We're here to bring you change. I don't like new things. But, but wait, we like new things. He doesn't like new things, but I know that you do. And that's why I picked this song. Is this uh, new? Isn't it just more of the same old stuff? No, this is new. We have a lot more interviews this time around. That's true. A lot more interviews. And Mark and I know what we're doing this time around. You know what I mean? Oh, you do? Yeah, we know how to record a little bit. Oh. Look we're at you. In, what is this, our third different studio setup? Yeah, so yeah. we are in our third studio setup. We went from the basement to the stew to the office. So we are now in the office. Three different buildings. Three different buildings, yes. Three different buildings. Absolutely. So we took a break, as you guys know, for uh, some godly things to happen in Mark's life. Mark, I got you wanna, saved. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what you did over the summer? Nothing. Yeah, I went to California, and then I did nothing. Exactly. Uh, uh, no, I was part of the It Project. Uh, shout out to those guys if they're listening, um, which was a intensive training program for Christian missions. Nice. Uh, and it's also like a world religion study course. And so we got to learn about uh, religions like Hinduism, uh, Mormonism, Islam, Buddhism, all that stuff. And uh, we even got to visit temples. So we went to like a Hindu temple, Buddhist temple. We got to talk to people who worked there, who worshipped there. So it was just a really amazing summer. And it was in L.A. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, Costa Mesa. What did you think of uh, California? Costa Mesa, L.A. Um, Costa Mesa was beautiful because it was like a 15-minute drive from the shore. So it was always like 75 degrees and sunny. Mm. Um, I mean, if you go more inland, it gets like a desert. It's really hot. I but heard the shore isn't real over there, though. I heard it's just like rocks and stuff. Is that true? Isn't that still a shore? Um, no, the shore has sand. Oh, there's massive uh, beaches. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We People go surfing in Newport Cali all the time. Beach. Uh, yeah. surf on rocks. But I thought oh, yeah, they I just learned like how to slammed surf. into the rocks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. I, uh, you know, nose dived a bunch of times, but I, I wrote it like I'm once. I'm pretty sure you were pretty good at That's it. That's gnarly, bro. One thing that I learned it about Mark gnarly. during this break is that he's super athletic. Oh, basketball? Wait. Super athletic. Weren't you talking about that on the last episode? No. Like three months ago? No. Yes, you were. Maybe that was the, but this time around, I definitely saw it firsthand, even more so than before. This guy's athletic, man. I'm pretty sure you were a gnarly surfer. You know what <laughs> I mean? Well, I used to skateboard. Gnarly, you get it? Yeah, the, yeah, I get it because I just Look said the you. joke first. Yeah. Did you? So I definitely get yeah. it. Yeah, I would probably wasn't <laughs> paying attention. No, yeah, probably were. not. <laughs> wow. What'd you do this summer, Nick? I thought about Bible dingers. Yeah. Yeah, that's just about it. You just that's sat in every corner. single day of my life. Just yeah. sat. You, you don't have a job, right? I couldn't sleep. You didn't. No, sleep. No, I got you a new job eat. during the summer. I got a new job. That's pretty much it. 
That's it. It's only new news. Well, you're yeah. also a father. You have kids to raise. But talking about new news, this episode is about First and Second Chronicles, and uh-huh. that's new news. Uh-huh. But before we start that new news, Ryan, what I did got you some do different news for you. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do it? Unimportant. You want to tell us before I get you that new news? You just worked, right? That's all you did. Yeah, just worked for the gospel and got people saved and stuff. Sick. I I saved people from their sins and whatnot. Yeah, no mm. big deal. Yeah. Mm. Oh. After thou feeling it now, Mr. Krabs. Were you about to drop the the fake Z's or the real Z's? Yes, I was. Drop it. Breaking news on Bible Dinger's news. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while, baby. Let's bring it back. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to do it one more time. I think. Come on, do it, do it, do it. This is your part. This is your part. <laughs> yeah. Wait, am I, am I this is how we there? start the show. <laughs> Wait, just in case this is your first time listening, I just want to explain to you how things work. So we start the show with fake news or real news. And then we move on to the topic, which is whatever book we're on. Just in case, you, you know, you're getting thrown around and you're confused. You're like, what are they talking about? We do have a structure to this madness. And that is fake news, new news, fake news, news or no, new news, <laughs> fake news or real news. And then into the information that we're sharing. But right now I got one for you. Give it to me. Ready for this? Give it to me, Poppy. Are you ready for this? Are you taking my pick right now? You ready for this? That's what it looks like. You ready for this? Yeah. Walmart is asking employees to deliver packages on their way home from work. Is that fake news or real news? Well, they are very economic, right? Is that economic? I think it's real news. Yeah, it's a good idea. That's a terrible idea. Why? It's a good idea for the owner. That is a terrible idea. Why? What's wrong? It's terrible. Why? Is that fake news or real news? Give us a reason, Nick. It's real news. Why is it terrible? That is real news. There you go. But it's terrible news. Why? Because they can earn a little extra cash on the way home. Walmart's newest tactic in its fight against online giant Amazon, enlisting its employees to deliver online orders on their way home from work. That's terrible. That's a win-win. What are you That's talking terrible. about? How is it a win for me? I'm going home. Why it's terrible. Because you get a few extra bucks on the way home while you're already driving that but way. But it didn't clarify that they're paying you. And how do they know where you are? What do they have? GPS? Walmart's not that. Well, you got to put your address whenever you start a job somewhere. Where? What job have you ever had? Uh, what? What job <laughs> have you ever had? You, where have you to didn't put have your address when yeah, you log you have to in give from them your license. You have to do all this stuff. What are you talking about? So I'm on my way home from work. I have to type in the address on my phone. No. Whenever you start, like your job, like at that company. That's what I'm saying. But it's not like they have GPS on you. Well, if they're trying to compete with Amazon. What if you're just like, oh, probably do. I'm stuck in traffic. You got to pay me five hours to get to this house. <sighs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> we, got a, we, got, we got a long episode, but I got one for you if you want. Breaking news. On oh, Bible okay. News. I got another one for you. Give it to me, baby. Bible a lawmaker beheads a chicken on Facebook Live to promote his anti-abortion bill. Is that fake news or real news? What is that supposed to prove? Bagok! I think that's real news. That sounds I don't think you could make that up. Pretty real. I'm pretty smart, dude. That has nothing to do with your creativity, though. I could definitely make that up. 
No, that's definitely real news. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm 100% um, sure. I'm 150% sure. If, if this is the USA in 2019, I think it's real. <sighs> oh, would you look at that? It's real. I don't know if you've ever stumped me. I've stumped you a couple times. Never. Definitely. Unstumpable. Hold on. This is real news. This guy, this lawmaker, he compared abortion to the Holocaust. He's filed a bill to recognize an embryo as a person. Now, one Missouri lawmaker is back in the news for a Facebook Live video in which he beheads a chicken and rips its heart out oh my to announce <laughs> his latest abortion bill. In the video, the representative cuts off the chicken's head and guts the animal on camera. Head and guts. No. Oh, wait. He cuts off the chicken's head and guts the animal on okay. camera as, <laughs> as he talks about going back for a special legislative session for the primary purpose of supporting life. Wow. Um, I don't want to read this whole thing, but he stands above the chicken in blood and he pulls his heart out and he says, I think we need to get to the heart of the matter here. No. <laughs> <laughs> so today I'm filing a bill that will lead to stopping the abortion in the state of Missouri and I hope you'll support it. Wow. And then when people went ballistic about this, mm. he was like, you're getting all revved up about me killing a chicken on live television. Do you realize what an abortion is? Mm. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. I don't know if it's Sounds good or bad, like, uh, but I thought it was definitely newsworthy of talking about mixed it. mixed feelings about it. Yeah. Have you ever eaten a chicken heart? Oh. Nick? No. Yeah, me neither. It's <laughs> a good talk. <laughs> I totally haven't either. That's great. <laughs> I actually ate like 10 chicken hearts at once. For real? Yeah. <laughs> don't they have... No, that's chicken gizzards. I was going to say at the Chinese restaurant. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's gizzards. What's gizzards? I don't know. I think it's like, isn't it like the things that hang off of the chicken's beak or things whatever? that hang off. I don't know. Yeah. Like the sack. Like the, oh. like the neck. That's a turkey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> chickens have that too. Chickens? Okay. All right, Anyways, whatever. I've eaten chicken hearts on a skewer. You right. Bible dingers. You tight. When I play, I don't play. That's wordplay. My jersey is home team. That's Earth Day. And I tee off like Earl Grey. I eat y'all like cheese. Are you doing? Tell me, tell me what you mean. If you pull the last one, throw about the same. Everything ain't always what it seems. Root, root, root. Home team. If we don't win, that's a shame. But I never been echo, bro. Came up in the game. I defend that current title. Word the Bible. Sweep you. See you later. Bite them as I slide home. And my goal. Anyway, guys, I miss you. Who was that? Andy. Andy Mignot. Uh, you heard, you new heard that new album? There's a bunch of podcast drops in the middle of the uh, album. Like every other really? song was part of a podcast. No way. It's a dope album. Yeah, so shout out to all the podcast makers out there. You guys are taking over the world. Yep. Like us. Oh. How you doing? Anyway, today's episode is about first and second crunks. It's time to get crunked. Mm. No, it's been a while. You really just say that? <laughs> you guys are gonna have to give us a couple episodes to get funny again because it's been a while. Are you guys ready to get crunked? <laughs> Where'd that joke go, bro? Come on, baby. And I'm already crunked. Ready? Let's go. We'll talk about the title of First and Second Cronks. Dude. I'm gonna call it that a whole <laughs> episode long. Please. First and Second Chronicles, just like First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings. First and Second Chronicles were originally one book. 
One, 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 one. one. <laughs> <laughs> it was divided in the Septuagint. Septuagint, Septuagint. Anybody that heard out how old season, uh, well, not old season, but season one would know what Finale. we're talking about. Um, so anyway, it was divided into Septuagint so that the scrolls wouldn't be as big and for convenience. But there are no thematic differences between First and Second Chronicles. Um, the majority of the original Hebrew manuscripts, ma- manuscripts, manuscripts, manuscripts. <laughs> Is that going to be your jokes today? Just repeating long words. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the original Hebrew manuscripts, manuscripts, manuscripts. <laughs> You're so cute, man. Yeah, it's. <laughs> We well, you know that's getting the good. original <laughs> Hebrew used to be, or uh, it translates to the annals of the days. Oh, I got you. Sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Come on. But some of the earliest manuscripts that we have title it "Things Omitted," um, and the idea of that title is that Chronicles adds details that Samuel and Kings leaves out. Um, but I don't. I don't think that's necessarily true. The Annals of the Day is more likely the original title uh, because it doesn't only contain stories that aren't recorded in Samuel and Kings, which is what you would think if the original title was the things omitted, that it would just be things that were omitted. Yeah. Mm. Um, because about 50% of Chronicles is actually already recorded in Samuel and Kings. That's gotcha. redundant. Yeah. So you, you guys are actually going to know most of the stories that we go through today Hmm. so we can make it quick today gotcha and in regards of the author and and the date of writing like many books in the old testament we are not sure who wrote chronicles the talmud and hebrew tradition attribute authorship to ezra Um, the unknown author is typically referred to as the chronicler Um, so that's what we'll be referring to the chronicler yeah the chronicler chronicler. he was trying to get cronked If the author was not Ezra, it was likely a contemporary of Ezra. And you could use the genealogy at the end of 1 Chronicles to make a rough estimate of the time of writing. The last person mentioned in Anani. Anani. Anani? The last person mentioned. The last person mentioned is Anani, who was the eighth generation from Jehoiachin. 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 We know uh, this that this brings me back to Second Kings, uh, right? The, the list of names w- took so long. Yeah, yeah. did. Yeah. So well, we know that that dude, Adukik Jehoiachin, was taken into c- captivity around 598 BC. So if you estimate eight generations from that time, Anani was likely born between 425 and 400 BC. That places the writing of Chronicles at the very earliest, at around 425 BC. That makes Chronicles either the last or one of the last books of the Old Testament to be written. Um, it is a toss-up between Chronicles and Nehemiah. Scholars believe that Nehemiah was written between 420 and 400 B.C. You want to talk about the date of the events, Nikki? The date of the events. Nikki, Ricky? Yeah, so Chronicles is the most comprehensive history of Israel in the Bible. Oh. Yep. It begins with Adam and ends with Anani. Am I saying it right? I have no idea. I'm not Hebrew. Anani. Anani? Hey, nanny. Hey, nanny. Hey, yo. <laughs> I didn't have a butler. I had a nanny. <laughs> so uh, it begins with Adam and ends with a nanny in a post-exile Israel. 
So the years range from whenever Adam lived to about 400 B.C. And we got some fun facts about this. Fun facts. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a perfect perfect drop for the fun facts. We got some fun facts for you. We got some fun facts. The Chronicler. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Go ahead, Wait, bro. Are you doing the fun facts? No, you got it. Because we just started. No, no, no. You got this. You got to step on my toes. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Spirit fingers. The chronicler, like the author of Kings, <laughs> is extremely type A. That's our first fun fact, that he is a type A guy. Tookie tookie now. He is anal. What is type A? Uh, It's like whenever... You uh, are not anal. <laughs> it's no type A is you know what type A is. All you it's people one of those, listening, those personality things, right? Yeah, no, it's no, different. no, 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 Listen, no, no, no. It's no, different no, than type no. C. Type and A, a type it's a- right before type B. Nick, shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, see. Okay, type A is like somebody who. I'm sorry for telling you to shut up. They're okay. detail oriented. Yes, they're. They meticulous. Yeah. Hitting your hands together. Right. Mm. If you so I got my Time palm out. out and I got my other hand hitting my palm. And you're saying timeout. <laughs> exactly. And then you get the cronkler. <laughs> yeah. It's when you are very things. Yeah. Okay. So the chronicler is, is extremely type A. He's very thorough in his recording of Israel's history and cites several sources within his work. And I'm going to give you the list of sources that he cites. So he cites the book of the annals of King David. He cites the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. He cites the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Hold up. Sick. Switch it up. Then he cites the book of the kings of Israel. Then the annals of the kings of Israel. Dang. That's okay. We're running out of names with these then, books. Then he cites the records of Samuel the seer. <laughs> then he then he cites the records of Nathan the prophet. Then he cites the records of Gad the seer. Then he cites the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite. And then lastly, he cites the visions of Ido the seer. I Bro, just in case anybody's wondering, what's an animal? It's like um, a record. Yeah, record. Okay. I thought uh, seers and prophets were like the same thing. Yeah, you are correct in that thought. Mm. So um, he's not saying that those sources are inspired. I want to mention that because then you would obviously see them in the Bible. Um, but that doesn't mean that the history contained in those sources is inaccurate just because it's not inspired. You know, we we also believe that our history books, for the most part, are accurate. They don't have to be inspired. Mm-hmm. So that is an interesting fact about the Chronicler. Also, I thought it was interesting that it seems that the Chronicler has some type of man crush on David. Mm. Yeah. He leaves out all the bad stuff. Exactly. Yeah. He spends a huge amount of the book just discussing the greatness of David and all the great stuff he's done. And he purposely leaves out his sins and mistakes. Wasn't that like Luke purposely leaving out details of Peter? Mm, you're thinking of Mark. Oh, Mark. Yeah. That's right. Mark. Yeah. Well, yeah because... Peter talked to Mark. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like his teacher. Right. 
Um, so yeah, the chronicler did that with David. He left out all the mistakes, and but we see the mistakes in Samuel, which is funny because I think Samuel was written before Chronicles, so it's like he knows. That mm. he, well, I thought it was because the chronicler was trying to make a point about David. It could be as well, since the Davidic covenant is. He's like he's like the new Moses, and he, we're looking forward to the king, like right. a new David. Right. So there's like a a picture he's painting. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Nice. Look at you. What <laughs> was that a soundbite or was that you? Look at you. Wow. Look at wait, wait. Look, 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 look at you. Look at look at look at look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Okay. All right. Let's continue on. <laughs> now, you have a second point there. There is a final fun fact, and that is that the prophet Isaiah makes an appearance in chapter thirty-two, and the prophet Jeremiah makes an appearance in chapters thirty-five and thirty-six, and we'll go over. Uh, first what or seconds? I'm not going to tell you until we get to the outline. Sick. Deal Sick. with it. Now we have a general purpose. Um, Chronicles is a beautiful book. It's it's very similar to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy was Moses's recalling of Israel's history to the young generation that was going to enter into the promised land, and he did that. He did that. He did that in order to encourage them to never abandon God and to love him always. Chronicles was written to Israel as they were returning from exile and recounts their entire history, specifically focusing on the covenant God made with David. He was reminding Israel that although they had fell away from God and gone into exile in a foreign land, that God is still going to fulfill his covenant to bless them and to love them. And uh, he's saying that God's everlasting long-suffering love for his people is on display. And as we look back all throughout Israel's history, we see that God was always there to bring them back and to him and to bless them, despite all the times they were turned away from them and rejected him. And we see that we talked about it last season, and we're going to see it again. Um, Israel's failure, Israel's cursings, and then God's always bringing them back. And it is a great reminder to us that God will always love us and forgive us. And this is one of the greatest books of encouragement in the Bible. And it is also worth mentioning that there is some debate on it. But I think that the chronicler is pointing forward to a coming Messiah as he is promising the future fulfillment of the Davidic covenant. So uh, we're going to get into the outline now. What is the debate? What's a debate? Between Hebrews who don't believe in Jesus. No, I think it would be between dispensationalists and covenant theologians. Yeah, the Davidic mm. covenant. Yeah. How how they view that, which we mentioned. Shout out to um, the president of Dallas Mark Theological, Bailey. Mark Bailey. Um, he did that episode. If you didn't, if you didn't listen, and shout out to Pastor Chris Gardner. They both talked about covenant theology and dispensationalism. So if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to those episodes. Yeah. Let's jump into the outline of First and Second Chronicles. What actually happened in these books? Nobody knows. It's all lost. It's all lost. But we're getting crunked. We're gonna take a stab at what happened here. That was okay. Are you doing? It's just a joke. So we're gonna start in the first section. Hold on. Let me see. I always count how many sections are before we start. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, four. I got four major sections in First and Second Chronicles, as they are one book originally. The first section is Israel's historical roots. 
And that is chapters one through chapter nine. That's a long nine chapters of names. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is one of the longest nine chapters in all of First and Second Chronicles. (laughs) So that starts out with the lineage of David in chapters one through three. And then we get to the house of Israel in chapters four through seven. And like Mark said, this is a lot of names and, um, you know, stuff that you can... It's interesting. It's interesting but, if you've read the Old Testament up to this point and recognize the names. Mm. Right. <clears throat> so they talk about the family of Judah and then the family of Simeon in chapter 4. Then they talk about the families of Transjordan in chapter 5. Then they talk about the family of Levi in 6. And then the remaining families, kind of the leftovers, are in chapter 7. Uh, and then they jump into the lineage of Saul in chapter 8 and 9. Um, so that is the first section. It's just Israel's historical roots, and it's mostly just genealogies, so on and so forth. Um, then the second section is kind of a history of the reign of David for the most part. Um, although Saul is mentioned in chapter 10, it's mostly just the death of Saul that's mentioned. Um, and you guys know what happens there. We're not going to, I don't think we should really hit on the points that we've already hit on in first and second Samuel, first and second Kings. He falls on his sword. Yeah. He kills himself essentially. Cause his, uh, sword bearer, his won't, sword do bearer it. won't do it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like I said, we're not going to go over <laughs> the details <laughs> necessarily. Uh, cause we've already gone through most of these, but the stuff that weren't, that wasn't, the stuff that weren't in First and Second Samuel, First mm-hmm. and Second Kings, mm-hmm. we ain't gonna do that, okay? So it's supposed um, to be funny. <laughs> By the way, we are live now on Instagram, <laughs> and we are currently recording an episode on First and Second Chronicles. So, all our listeners, this is Ryan, and we have here Mark A. Do we even we have followers on Instagram? Yeah, we do. We have two people watching right now. Hi. And we are currently recording an episode, but I just took a break just so I can tell you guys what we're doing. What are we doing? We're recording an episode on First and Second Chronicles. Okay. This is a little sneak peek. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and keep going. Keep going through the outline of First and Second Chronicles. Um, okay. So then after that is the um, David's crowning. <laughs> and that's in the beginning of chapter 11. And then it goes through the list of David's mighty men in the rest of chapter 11 and chapter 12. And then comes one of the fun um, few chapters, and that is David and the Ark. And that's in chapters 13 and 16. And that's when David gets all the animals and he loads them. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and names them. Yeah, and then... (laughs) Names them. Um, no, David and the Ark is actually when the Ark of the Covenant comes back oh. to the Hebrew people. Um, there was the removal of the Ark from Kiriath Jerem in chapter 13. And we all know Kiriath Jerem, that's like central, um, you know, central part of the Middle East. Um, so it, it got taken back from there. And then. Chapter 14 was restoring the relationship with God because the Ark of the Covenant was back, and so there was a restoration there. Chapter 15 um, talked about the importance of priests and Levites, and also there was a bunch of uh, partying because the Ark was back. Um, And that was also the end of Chapter 16 was people worshiping 
and getting jiggy um, because the Ark was back in town. The Ark is back in town. Hey. How you doing? Um, so that is up to chapter 16. Let's jump to chapter 17. We are rolling through this outline today. Where's that at? Right um, it's after 16. Right here? No, I wasn't following <laughs> the outline with you. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So just, just, so just look for 16. Okay. And then I'm right after that. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay. So chapter 17 through 29. This is a big chunk. Um, this is chunk. God's covenant promises to David. And this is where we get into that Davidic covenant mm. stuff. Um, we get the first account of God's promises to David in chapter 17 through 21. Chapter 17 is God's promise that he made. I think it's also chapter 17 in... In 1 Samuel, or 1 Kings, or 1 Samuel. Second? Or 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel. Or 2 Kings. <laughs> okay. Uh, how are we going to do this, the first episode? <laughs> oh, the spirit is falling in here, people. I'm speaking in tongues. <laughs> Were you going to finish your <laughs> statement or <laughs> yeah, should I just keep going? <laughs> wait, wait. How are you going to start the first episode of season two without a bell? Just going to do it. We're just Bible now. Mm. Biblers. Biblers. Oh, first Samuel 17 is David and Goliath. Oh. <sighs> Which is Bibleers. The Bibleers. All right. The Bible so guess, let's just keep Bibling then. All right. All right. All right. So chapters 18 through 20 are David's victories. And then chapter 21 is David's census. You guys remember the story? Yeah. Didn't he get in trouble for this? Yeah. He got in major trouble, boy. Um, and God punished him. And um, hmm. my question oh. to you guys... Yeah. That I'm going to pose to you guys is yeah. why so serious, God? I was thinking that. Hmm. David takes a census of, of the people, and God's like, nah. And just to be clear, a census was just... Counting. Counting, right? Yeah. Just counting how many Israelites there were. Maybe. Why do you think God got so upset and punished David? I don't know. Because in the Old Testament, God's angry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah. God's just angry until Jesus comes. That's what that's Hallelujah. what I read on the internet. <laughs> okay. This is what you guys give me to work with. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> um I well, can just I read the answers that you have on the outline if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't you do that? Just read it. Well maybe it was for taxation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought of this before, but I, I really <laughs> put two to two together. <laughs> you know, I really think it's for taxation. <laughs> yeah. So as Nick alluded to, oh, it's for taxes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, so. no. Taxation. Taxation. Get a trade. <coughs> Get that out of my face. Taxation. It, I think it goes to it goes it comes down to um, his motives. Were his greedy. motives. Correct. It could have been that it could have been taxation that he wanted to tax his people and he wanted to see how much money he could get. And that's so, why he kind of Mark, shut up. <laughs> um, or it could be so that he could like put his faith and in his war victories in himself and his numbers. Mm. 
instead of God. I think either way, either of the scenarios, he's not putting his trust in God, and that's why God was punishing him. Mm. And because this was written by the chronicler, he left out any bad details. That's true, so we don't know. So we speculate. Yeah, that's just a speculation. Speculation. Um, I think another important note to make about chapter 21 is that that is where we see God picking the site for the temple, and David purchased it in chapter 21 as well. Mm. All right, all right. Um, so then after David purchased the plot, we see in chapters 22 through 27 that there's kind of like a second account of God making promises to David. And um, this is where we see the preparation for the building of the temple and the division of labor among the Israelites. So this is where we see God kind of uh, laying out uh, the all the details of the temple and what needs to happen. Uh, and then the third account of God's promises to David are in chapters 28 and 29. And that's where Solomon is pronounced king and where God um, tells David that Solomon's going to be the one to build the temple, not David. Hmm. Um, I don't remember. I think it's because of the census. Um, he said, you you shed too much blood. Ah, uh, yeah, that's dirty. right. Yeah. Hands are dirty. That's right. So, um, yeah, Solomon is set to build the temple. And that is it for First Chronicles. You skipped 25. Did I? No, oh, 22 I through 27 was the... No, uh, I'm saying you didn't talk about 25. Well, then talk about 25, Mark. Go it for talks it. about the temple musicians. Sick. Oh, is that why it's important to you? Yeah. Because yeah, I could care musicians. And so is Ryan. Ryan mm. should care about that. <laughs> He's a closet musician. There was something like 4,000 He only played for musicians. So you're just going to name drop right now? I'll bleep it. Okay, thanks. Beep. <laughs> And now we're in second Cronks, and uh, chapters one through nine is the reign of King Solomon, and um, in chapter one we see Solomon's wisdom and prosperity, and um, continued through that chapter Solomon's prayer for wisdom and Solomon's power and wealth, and this story we know very well from First and Second Samuel. Um, what? I think it's Kings. Kings. Yeah. Kings. Yeah. King Solomon. Kings? Samuel's mostly David. Kings. Is Solomon Samuel. is. First and Second Kings. Oh yeah, that's right. That's or right. First Kings. First Kings. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Se- second first Second Kings Samuel like was uh, ki- uh, Saul and David. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <coughs> first Kings. Anyway, we know the story through First and Second Kings, um, and then in chapter two we see the building of the temple, and continued through two and three is preparations for building the temple, the temple construction, and the temple furnishing. And then in chapter five we see the dedication of the temple. And that's through chapter 7. Um, and in between there, we see the addition of the ark, Solomon's dedication, Solomon's prayer in chapter 6, 12 through 42. And his prayer was that essentially that God will be glorified. And then in chapter 7, we see the descent of God's glory. And in chapter 7, again, we see the celebration of the people. And um, then bef- before we move on to 8, um, in chapter 7, there's God's blessing and curses. In chapter 7, 14 is a key verse. Um, that does what? I don't know. That does what? What? What is it? What does that verse do? What's it do? What's it actually even do? What does it do? Would you like me to read the verse? Yeah, read it. Two Crons 7. 11 through 22. 
fourteen. No, seven fourteen. Seven fourteen. Let's do. I, I really like Romans seven fourteen. Can we yeah. second just read that instead? Chronicles seven fourteen, chapter seven. As soon as oh, it's starting in verse one. Okay, so Second Chronicles chapter seven. And verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name humble, humble themselves, themselves and, pray. and seek my face yeah. and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Um, yeah, so I just mentioned in the outline that that's a key verse of chapter 7 in the, in the blessings and cursings mm. chapter. Why is it like a mirror of Deuteronomy? <sighs> it just kind of is a... It's a summation almost of the relationship between God of Israel in that time. And then um, in chapters 8 through 9, we see Solomon's successes. And uh, that's his political success, his religious success, his economic success. And, and his death success. Death success. <laughs> Successfully dead. No, in, cha- <laughs> in, in chapter 9, he succeeded by dying. <laughs> he exceeded, succeeded to obtain... Death. Mm. death. Death, death, death. All right, so Solomon's uh, freaking dead or whatever, okay? And mm-hmm. then comes the reigns of his successors in chapters 10 through 36. And this will close out Second Chronicles. Um, so first we have Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was hard. Say that one more time. Huh? What? <laughs> Rehoboam was hard? <laughs> That's what it says. He was hard on Jeroboam. Jeroboam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <coughs> so that's what it says, bro. We'll see the chapter ten. <laughs> Yo, my outline is getting seriously scrutinized tonight, bro. I'm sorry, I'm so stupid. Rehoboam was hard on Jeroboam. Okay. That's okay. It. Rehoboam <laughs> is in chapters 10 through 12, okay? And we see the division of the nation in chapter 10, which happened under Rehoboam. And Why? that was because <laughs> Rehoboam was hard on Jeroboam. And so... <laughs> what does that mean? He was hard on him. He was hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are, we already went through the story in First and Second Kings, but essentially... No, I know. It's just the way you wrote, wrote it. Uh, yeah, I know. But let me tell the story. But anyway. essentially, essentially, Jeroboam came to Rehoboam and was like, "Bruh, your dad worked bruh. us really hard, and we ain't trying to do all that." Mm-hmm. And Rehoboam was like talking to his boys, and he was like, "No, you know what? Nah, I'm finna double your workload, fool." And he doubled their workload, mm. and so because of that, the country split in two, and that's where we get. Israel, the northern kingdom, and Judah, the southern kingdom. Shout out to the dirty south. How you doing? Shout out to the dirty north. How you doing? Okay, so that was chapter 10. (laughs) 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 And then... um, I wish I had that a lot. Chapter 11 goes... uh, it, It talks about Rehoboam's kingdom. So it just talks about these cities and the people. Um, and then chapter 12 talks about the invasion by Egypt and basically Egypt came and took a bunch of Judah's gold and Judah was okay. Um, and Rehoboam continued to reign 
essentially. So basically nothing happened besides like a bunch of what? gold went missing. So that was Rehoboam's reign in chapters 10 through 12. Next is the reign of Abijah, and that's chapters 13 and chapter 14, verse 1. Um, so you think they might have like made a mistake when they were splitting up the chapters there, but nah. what else? Abijah. <coughs> okay. Um, so Abijah warred with Jeroboam, uh, who was from Israel, and he won. He was overall not a very good king, though, and so we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, she was Abijah. <laughs> Next was Asa, and that was chapters 14 through chapter 16. Um, and it starts talking about Asa's wisdom in chapter 14. Um, and the reason why we find out in chapter 15 is because he kind of put in some reforms and he cut down some of the idols that had that had popped up all around the nation. Um, but then in chapter 16, true to form in the Bible, we talk about Asa's failures Um and what happened was he paid the Syrian army to defeat Israel, the northern kingdom, and God in turn sent a prophet to rebuke Asa for having the Syrians come in to destroy the northern kingdom, and Asa threw that prophet in prison. So it's kind of a little bit of a failure on Asa's part. He he killed people and put people in prison wrongly. Mm. So I guess he's not the best guy. It happens. Next comes Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Uh, and that was in chapters 17 through 20. Uh, he generally had a good reign. He continued to teach the law of the Lord. Uh, and you can see a summary of his reign in the early part of chapter 17. And then it talks about kind of the strength of his kingdom in in the end of chapter 17. And then in chapter 18, I think there's an interesting little part where it talks about Jehoshaphat and Ahab. Um, basically, they made a peace treaty, and and we're not going to talk about Ahab too much, but he was not a good dude. Um, but Jehoshaphat and Ahab made a peace treaty. They worked together, and we see the same story in Kings also, um, where Ahab calls the prophet Micaiah, mm. who lies and tells Ahab to go to battle. You remember yep, that? Yep. Um but then he's like, okay, I lied. Um, and then tells Ahab that he will be destroyed um, and tells him not to go into battle. And it talks about the lying spirits or whatever. And Ahab obviously doesn't listen to the prophet and he does go into battle and he die. Anybody died. died. Successfully dead. Yep. Successfully dead. Um, and then chapter 19 talks about the judges that Jehoshaphat appointed. Um, chapter 20 talks about the victory that he had over the Moabites and the Ammonites. And then true to form, the end of chapter 20 talks about Jehoshaphat's failure. Um, and basically what he did was he aligned himself with an evil king from the northern kingdom of Israel. Mm. The dirty north. He's a sick pup. Yeah, the dirty north. So after him comes the reign of Jehoram. And that is in chapter 21. He is a bad king. He died from bowel disease. He did not get praised when he died, and he was not buried in the tomb of the kings. Did he die in the toilet? No, that was Elvis. Ahaziah (laughs) comes after Jehoram. Ahaziah, in chapter 22, is evil. 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 Uh Uh-oh. Chapter 23 comes Athaliah. Athaliah is a queen. Athaliah was killed. There was a queen? Yes, bro. You remember? Oh, uh, yeah. Bruh. She killed some dude and she became queen. 
and Yas Queen. Okay, get it, girl. First of all, um, but then second of all, Athalia was killed by Jehoida, so it was short lived. Mm. Actually, I think she actually reigned for a good amount of time. It wasn't like three days or anything. Like there was a couple kings that reigned for like a week. But yeah, that was Athalia. She was a queen. Um, after that was Joash. And that's in chapter 24. Fun fact about Joash, he was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years old when he became king. What? Yeah, believe it. Sick. Um, generally, he was a good king. He did make a bad mistake at the end of his life, though, and um, he had a priest stoned for calling people out on their sins. Um, and Joash was in turn killed by the relatives of the priest. So... There you go. Hmm. And then in chapter 25, we have Amaziah. He went to war with Israel and lost because of idolatry. In chapter 26, we have Uzziah, and he was a leper. Interesting. Yep. Why? Because he was a leper. Oh, and, he was and a king. king. Yeah. He was a leper yeah. king. Like the leopard king. <laughs> um, like the guy from uh, Kingdom. Do you remember that movie with um, the leopard king? Orlando Bloom? Kingdom, oh my god, I don't know. I can't think of it either. But, but it has a Leopard King about. too. Yeah, Leopard King, or like Tekken. You ever played that game, Tekken? Yeah. No. Oh, you think like King, like the leopard guy? Yeah. King oh. is the leopard guy, right? Yeah. Oh, good times. Um. Anyway, in uh, chapter twenty-seven, we have Jotham. He was relatively a good king, and then in chapter twenty-eight, we have Ahaz. He was a terrible king. He closed up the temple, served idols, sacrificed kids. God was angry oh. with him and allowed him to be destroyed by surrounding nations. Thank God. Great guy, that guy. And then uh, chapters 29 through 32, we see Hezekiah. Um, chapter oh. 29, we see the cleansing and rededication of the temple. Chapter 30 was Hezekiah's Passover, and that's from 30, verse 1 to 31, verse 1. And then in chapters 31, 2 to 21, we see the reestablishment of proper worship. Oh, when you had the fun fact with Isaiah, because Hezekiah is talked about in Isaiah. Yeah, Hezekiah is actually a cool dude. Yep, and then in uh, continuing to chapter 32, we see the invasion by Sennacherib, and that's when Hezekiah and Isaiah, the prophet, pray for protection against the invasion. What up, Isaiah? And God protects Judah. That's where Isaiah makes his, uh, his cameo appearance. Yep. That dude was humble, huh? Do you know what? If you really know the Bible, then you pronounce his name Isaiah. Did you know that? Hezekiah? No. Isaiah? No. All you the don't other, say Isaiah. All you the say other Isaiah. names. Oh, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the other names of that suffix are pronounced that way. Yeah. I guess none of us know the Bible. Yeah, I guess not. You should say Isaiah. I, st- I still say Isaiah. Isaiah. Because, I don't know, there's something like about saying Isaiah, I feel like. Kind of pompous. It's like saying, um, what's that other Tomato. word? Tomato. Oh yeah, or data instead yeah, of data. It's like saying yeah. data. It's like, come on, oh, there's a there's a couple words like that. Yeah. Oh man, what are you? Mature. Words? Mature. Yes. Are you yeah, mature? <laughs> Fantastic call. Mature. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. Definitely mature. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So just say Isaiah. Don't say Isaiah. Don't be that prof. Okay. Yeah. Isaiah was a great guy. That guy. Anyway, who was better, Hezekiah, because he was humble, and he was great. Mm. We see that in verse. I mean, we see that in chapter thirty-two, um, but then in chapter thirty-three, we see Manasseh, and he started out real bad, and he was an idolater like most of them, but was punished 
And guess what? What? He repented. What? And what happened next? How you, How do? you do? <laughs> and then to chapter 33, we have Amon. 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 <laughs> we have Amon. He was from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. He was evil, man. Evil. You know, I, I look, man. You know? He was evil. I can't stop. Tic- I can't stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, chapters 34 to 35, we have Josiah. Uh, Josiah's reforms in chapter 34. And that's when the book of Moses' law is found. And Josiah made Israel follow the law again. Finally. Finally. That guy. That guy. And then in chapter 35, 1 through 19, we see Josiah's Passover. And in 35, he succeeded just like all the rest. And he died in death. <laughs> These guys are so <laughs> successful. <laughs> and, and guess what? He was shot with an arrow. Oh, with uh, m- maybe multiple arrows. Cooler with a gun. Yeah, but if they had him, yeah, that that's what makes it cool. If he got shot with a gun, yeah, it was a gun that because was, it would be it like first a time existed. Yeah. Gun. yeah, sick. It was uh, Back to the Future. Went back, shot him with a gun, yeah. and that's when Jeremiah the prophet makes an appearance. And Jeremiah. He laments over Josiah. Did mm. you notice that I put quotation marks uh, around laments when when I said he laments over Josiah? No. Why did he then write lamentations? Yes. <laughs> I just guess. Sick. Because he wrote lamentations. <laughs> Wordplay. How you doing? Jeremiah wrote that. You could. Yeah, brah. Ah. Take it home, baby. Take it home. Okay. Um, the last four kings are mentioned in chapter 36, and they are all evil. The first one is Jehoahaz. Darth Vader. Oh. Jehoahaz. The next one is Jehoiakim. The next one is, you guessed it, Jehoiachin. And the last one is Zedekiah. Mm. Now, one thing to note about Zedekiah. Judah goes into full exile during Zedekiah's reign. Uh, they're taken captive and shipped off to Babylon. Um, to and the- me warm. <laughs> no? You didn't get it? No. Was that watermelon a to keep me warm. I don't remember that. You, you don't remember the watermelon guy? Oh, Chaz? No. You guys just Babylon. Sick. Anyways, so they go to Babylon for a Babylon time, baby. Stop Babylonian. <laughs> you guys are Babylonian. They go to Babylon for a Babylon time. Babylon the first cheese. The first deportation <laughs> was in 597 BC, and it lasted until around 539 BC. So that's about 60 years. Oof. 60 years. 60 years of being in Babylon. Uh, and then the... Second Chronicles closes out with the declaration of Cyrus, and that is in chapter 36, verses 22 and 23, and that is basically when the king of Persia allows people to return to Israel. Israel. And that's it. Yeah, that is first and second Chronicles, my boy. So that is the end of episode one, season Two. Ooh. What's the actual episode number? 19? 19. Uh, 19. This is our 19th episode. Sick. Yeah. It seems like we've done so many more episodes yeah, Nick. than that. 
podcast just keep going with the episode numbers. That's awesome. But this is season one, episode two. No, wait. This is not. This is uh. <laughs> this, this is, is season uh, two, episode one. Nineteen. This is season nineteen. Okay. Parker. Anyway, guys, that was great. I look forward to doing it again. Yeah. And uh, what are we talking about next, Ryan? Next, we are talking about Ezra. 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 Um, and then we are talking about Nehemiah and Esther, and that will close out the historical books. Then we got a couple interviews. Okay. And then we got some wisdom books that we're going through. I'm talking mm. about your Psalms. I'm talking about your Proverbs. Ecclesiastes. We got some Ecclesiastics in there. And then we got a couple more interviews in there. Song of Solomon. Song the of Solomon. We're the talking about dope. The, the interviews are dope this season. The interviews are dope this season. You heard it here first, okay? We finished with the prophets. The prophets, okay? We're not Daffy doing the Duck prophets now? this season. Oh. But we doing the prophets next season, all right? Anyway, guys, you know the drill. And if you don't, get on Instagram, get on Facebook. Where else are we on? Get on YouTube. Get on Podbean. We on that Twits Twits. Get on Twitter. Get on any place that you can download podcasts and get us downloaded to your device. But when you're on social media, make sure you don't scroll past that picture. Make sure you hit like. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit follow. And while you're there... Just give me the likes, don't pass and scroll. Don't pass and scroll. Make sure you follow us. Stay up to date with our latest episodes. And more importantly, ding on. Bible dingers. Looking at all these photos. Can't get them out my head, it's like a slow-mo. It's hard to live when you need to let your past go. Got a ways to go, and yeah, I'm moving on. Oh, oh, oh. Photos, can't get them out my head, it's like a slow-mo